This week's episode of the Infos Podcast is brought to you by Comixology.com. Are you in desperate need of a superhero fix? We can help you out. Go to infamouspodcast.com slash comiXology and you can get access to Comixology Unlimited free for 30 days. And you can get access to Batman and Wonder Woman and Black Widow and Spider-Man and all these great comic book movies that are supposed to be coming out that have been pushed back. So go to infamouspodcast.com slash comiXology and start your free 30-day trial to Comixology Unlimited today. Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is episode 258. What I know is... Dot, there dot, are dot. no more the boys for this year. That's what. That's one thing I know. Uh, I think one other thing I know is who the head exploder was, and we were both wrong. Yeah, I was right. Well, like, no, 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 we'll get to this in the boys. No, let's let's save this till the boys. So we got a ton of stuff to talk about today. There is a a show that had a piss poor finale that's returning. Actually, a piss poor last season, but a really bad finale that's going to return for a limited show. Uh, Wonder Woman is facing racist harassment for a character she should totally be playing. Um, there's a Mad Max spinoff coming with the wonderful Anna Taylor-Joy. Um, is that how you say it? Anna Taylor? Anna? Anna? Like, I've been saying Anna, but it looks like it's Anya. Yeah, Anya. I don't... Yeah, I, I, so. ATG. Yeah, <laughs> ATG. Everybody's like, you know, everybody's got the, uh, the initials now. ATG. Um, and then Titans, Young Justice, and Stargirl are getting their uh, their HBO debut dates. So we'll get into that, and then we have a new segment. And we get when we get to that, we'll uh, we can talk about what that new segment is. Uh, thanks to our friends at Poddex, which is this really cool like trading card thing with ideas for episodes and interview questions. I don't know. We're gonna have some fun with it. Uh, but yeah, so getting started. Uh, the the show that is coming back. Are you ready for this? Dexter. Dexter. Are you kidding me? The one of probably one like I think the only show that disappointed me more with its last season than Dexter is How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Seriously, I mean. Yeah, it was uh it was it was not good. <laughs> like that, that that finale was awful. Um did you did you get to the end? Do you care if I spoil no, things? So, yeah, I was going to tell you that I I've, I've only watched maybe one and a half, one full season and maybe a half of two others and it was I, n- I never got I didn't I don't think I even got to season 7. Okay. I don't so, believe, like, but I so I definitely didn't see the finale, like the, the final season. I I loved like the first four and a half seasons right it's uh when when colin hanks and edward james almost showed up i was like eh, eh, uh, <laughs> you know kind of like you know i'm gonna keep watching this because you know it's edward james almost but uh yeah it's um and the last season had uh yvonne straczynski from chuck uh who's awesome but but yeah it's it's one of these things where they killed off a character do you care if i spoil it or no I mean, it's been like a decade, no. so yeah, I don't care. Okay, so they killed Deb in the final episode, um, and she knew he was a monster and didn't kill him. Like that's the only way this show should have ended is him getting killed, not him 
riding off into a storm and then showing up in Alaska with a fake beard. Like, that's how it ended, as a lumberjack. What about his son? Uh, he left him with Yvonne Straczynski, who took him to, like, Brazil or something. Brazil. Um, Brazil. This is Brazil. Uh, you know, like, I guess, like, she probably teamed up with Dom in the gang. Who knows? Because uh, <laughs> <else> <laughs> they're family. Family. Me familia. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love Vin Diesel. I can't. I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend like I don't love this movie more than just about anything. Um, like, well, the last one for me, I, I have to say, Jump the Shark, and I. Oh, but it was it, those, it was so good though. Anyway, the, it, um, like I, anyway, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I mean, Dexter around. Yeah, it's been seven years, and uh, it's coming back for a limited. I. It doesn't say. It just says a limited think, run, limited series. I think so, I saw 10 episodes. Yeah, I mean, Dexter was only 13 episodes when it aired anyway. So, you know, all right. Uh, will I go and get CBS All Access to watch this? Or not CBS, uh, Showtime to watch this? Absolutely not. Um, if it lands on, like, Netflix or something, I might watch it. If I have Netflix anymore, who knows? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, it, like, you know, I, I don't know. It This whole, like, reviving dead shows... I think is a is a practice I don't want to see more of. Yeah, it's you know you hear it a lot where you know people trying to be funny on comments where they say nobody asked for this movie. Yeah, I could pretty based on what people that I I know like you and other people and what I've read about the final season, no one has asked for another mm-hmm. season of Dexter. No. No, no, no. Not no. at all. No. Nobody asked for the the last season of Dexter. So <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's uh it, it's just a it's a show. It was good. It got bad. Um did you ever read the books? No. So uh, the first two books, there were three, maybe four. I I read the first two and they were really good. And then I tried to read the third one and like the whole idea of his dark passenger was like uh kind of like a Tyler Durden thing. Right. Okay. The dark passenger right. would kind of like take over, and like in the third and fourth book, like a cult tried to like seance it out of him, and it just got really stupid and fell off Wait, the rails. What? Yeah, I didn't stutter. <laughs> okay, that's fine if it's like a supernatural thing, but yeah, it wasn't, and then they turned it into one, and it was oh. really strange. And it, you know, it was around the time of like the vampire, uh, not the vampire diaries, the uh, uh, the Suki Stackhouse books. Um, oh, okay. you know, whatever the um, true blood, but I know the books weren't called true blood. Yeah. When, when those were, people. were kind of hidden, yeah. but <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So nobody De- Dexter's is the answer to a question that, uh, nobody asked and yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, I actually want to dig into this a little deeper because I really don't get it. So, well, one, I do get it, but, uh, Gal Gadot. And Patty Jenkins are teaming up to make another billion-dollar movie um, with Cleopatra. Casting Gal Gadot, Godot, however you want to say it, as Cleopatra. And she got torn apart on the worst social media platform that is filled with the most vile people on the planet, Twitter. Um, Yeah. yeah, The hive mind, yeah. Well, no, well, I, I, you know, I've been calling this for what the last year. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. always do the Obi Wan, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, it, it's so terrible. Twitter these, is awful. These people are like, uh, 
you know, uh, what was it? Somebody's like, why are you going to cast Gal Gadot when you've got, um, oh, what's her name? Oh, shoot. The lady who was the voice of Maz Kanata. Um, I just total had a brain fart. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. She was so in Black Panther. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Like when, when uh, man, and she's super pretty. And anyway, but so they're, they're all like wondering, like, why, why aren't they casting like a black woman or an Asian woman or, you know, a Middle Eastern woman? It's like um, Cleopatra was Greek. She was Macedonian. So she was white. You know, um, mm-hmm. Gal Gadot is beautiful. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's like, you know, objectively speaking, I guess. I was, um, I was just about to say that, like, she's objectively beautiful. So, but like, she is, uh, she's come such a long way as an actress. I think, yeah. uh, I, you know, the what three times she's played Wonder Woman so far, she's gotten better every time. She was the best part of uh, Crap Man versus Crapper Man, Crap of Crap. Uh, you know, she, Joss Whedon did his Joss Whedon thing to her in Justice League, but I think that's going to all be done uh, undone because Zack Snyder actually kind of understood the character. And I think, you know, other than the, the Warners meddling with the end of Wonder Woman and like, she wasn't even the worst part of the end of Wonder Woman. It was more the story and the villain. Um, she was right. really good. She was really good, believable Wonder Woman. And I remember when they cast her, my, my big misgiving when they cast her, she was a beanpole. And, you know, and she got jacked. She did the work. She she transformed herself into the role. And, you know, by doing so, like, hell yeah, she should play Cleopatra. Yeah. I, and so. again, I. it's funny because I shouldn't be surprised. I should not be surprised. But at the same time, I sort of was in the sense of, Wow. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's because, you know, I, again, this is back when the History Channel was actually the History Channel. They mm-hmm. would have document, uh, you know, documentaries on stuff like this. And, you know, this is like the whole Cleopatra, you know, what was Cleopatra? Because, again, we know who her father, like her father was. That's, yeah. Right. We know that. We know that. Yep. The only kind of thing that we don't necessarily know is who her mother was. Yeah. However, based on and again, I was telling this art this article that they were talking about going through some of the stuff that has been discovered with DNA and stuff, mm-hmm. that Gal would would honestly be a pretty damn good match from right, right. that perspective. So, but people are so they well, they think Cleopatra, they think Egypt, so they all automatically assume mm-hmm. that you know even back then, like people were you know darker of skin than they actually were Mm -hmm. so it well the thing is is nobody knows anything about history nobody knows how to do any kind of research all they can do is jump on their computer or phone and go and make noise like that's all this is is noise and when you have people who are like saying oh she's boring looking hire an arab actress uh you know, and, and it's in this one. It's a shame, shame, and shame on you, Gal Gadot. This is I don't I don't even know the lady's name. Like it's super small. Anyway, shame on you, Gal Gadot. Your country steals Arab land, and you're stealing movie roles. Shake my head. Um, all right. The the anti-Semitism that has come out of this, and the fact that Twitter isn't doing anything about this. Again, I think yeah. we can we can kind of look at Twitter, and and you you guys understand why we're you know the only post. I don't even think I think I turned it off. Um, it was like an automatic post for the show to go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't use it anymore. It's it's gross. It's and 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 it's this kind of stuff. 
Um, and it's all these people with the blue check marks next to their names that just yeah. say this this horrible, horrible stuff. And you know, and honestly, it's mostly women. And this is a, a um, you know a female led vehicle, a female director, female writer. What that? What the heck? What do you want? What yeah. You, what? What, you what want? can you want? So, <clears throat> and you know, and it's you know she's she's accurate for the role. So yeah, it, they get mad about Scarlett Johansson in Ghost in the Shell, which was a shitty movie anyway. It had nothing yeah, to do with ScarJo. Um, yeah. They get mad about Emma Stone in that movie Aloha, right? But like, they 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 get mad about this. But when you go the other way, it's like celebrated as like some sort of victory, and you know, like like Batwoman, for example. Um, you know, the guy from the quartering uh, has has some pretty funny takes on on the new Batwoman who replaced Ruby Rose. But it's like I, I know nothing about her. I don't watch that show, so I'm not interested. But I'm not gonna go hop on Twitter and be like, "This is awful." Batwoman is a a white gay character they should have a white gay character playing her it's like no it's called acting acting the whole the whole idea is to to you know play something different and i think uh i don't know if i sent it to you but i i I texted to somebody it's like i'm tired of getting opinions from from actors they're here's what an actor is it's a person who pretends for a living who has their whole look process and words written and crafted for them they're essentially empty shells of people or let me rephrase that they're essentially empty shells of meat that are really good at pretending to be something that they're not so like like you know great like let's let's just enjoy actors for the the craft of acting and let's not worry about any of this other stuff and we'll enjoy going to movies again, but we're not going to be able to go to movies again anyway, because you know, there are never going to be movies in the theater. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, and I would say it's more the new generation of actors that are is like, are like this. Uh, I wouldn't call it, Mark Ruffalo a new generation of actors. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's so. wow. <laughs> but, yeah. That's, that, it, the the problem is the like a lot of these actors that or just blue check mark or well, the I'll go with keeps with the actor is and again a couple people have said this Mark or Mark um, Wahlberg said this to, before is that the a lot of these people in Hollywood have no idea what it's like to live in the real world yeah they are in their Hollywood bubble so right yeah someone on Twitter called her a Zionist monster b word. Um, like, someone said, "I hope you suffer in this life and the next." In the next, I saw that. How is that okay? Like this is this is a problem. These are people who are trying to create art, right? So for yeah. all those people who are are standing up for that movie on Netflix, um, that again we're not going to name, um, who should probably be on a list somewhere for standing up for that, are the same people who are bashing her for this. Yeah, that's kind of quite interesting if, if you say or not just her but the whole production which yeah as you mentioned is a female-led driven production right and i mean you know it, it's been for so long there's been so few like and i'm not saying there's not great talented female directors but they've typically been on the tv side of things 
Um, right. Like you have uh, Rosanna Dawson, Roxana Dawson from uh, Star Trek Voyager, who is a prolific television director. She's awesome. Um, like why they didn't give her a Star Trek movie, why they gave it to Jar Jar Abrams is beyond me. Um, <laughs> you know, but like Patty Jenkins monster was a fantastic movie. And for whatever reason, she did not find work again until wonder woman. And, you know, we talked about this. I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, but you know, I think she's a very good director and I'm excited yep. to see, I- I'm actually excited to see wonder woman 1984, even though it's got Kristen Wiig in it who I don't think is a very good actor, but I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, and, you know, I'm hopeful that she gets to tell the whole story that she wants to tell. And we get three-thirds of a good movie and not just two-thirds of a good movie. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I just, I don't I, I don't know, D. It's, it's, uh, it's messed up. Yeah, it, it, back in the day, and, and I was talking to people about this when I went to the gym today, I come- for the guys we were talking about this a little bit and i said i remember the first time i was on online like when, you know when we were when we were both at miami at the mm-hmm. same time when oh, i yeah. first really got online and i i was looking i said wow people actually say this to one another and well, it, it's it's that yeah. whole anonymity thing right and it's it's kind of like dug its claws into the culture of what people's think is okay to say to someone right and i mean we were there and there was a fake racial incident Oh yeah, absolutely. And and it was, you know, I mean it was proven fake and and you know, there were people who protested and you know, did really st- stupid and dangerous things in the name of something that was that was a hoax. And yep. you know, it in luckily Twitter wasn't a thing. Luckily YouTube wasn't a thing. Um I mean, I honestly think the worst thing that happened when we were there it's the preacher guy who stood out on the corner by Shriver yelling at girls as they walked by calling them whores. I forgot about that guy. So, God, yeah. I was I, I was brutal to him. Like, I would walk by and I would just, like, I'd walk as close to him as I could and then mutter shit under my breath that only he could hear. So, <laughs> my friends always laughed. I mean, like, you know, I mean, I'm not. I'm not, you know, you and I are on different spectrums there, right? Um, so, I'm, I'm all for people having faith and believing in things but when you are when, weaponizing no, you do, that you know yeah that's what i was gonna say you no, you don't do that no because you're you're going against what you're supposedly standing for when you say stuff right like that, at right. least to me so so but yeah, yeah this is like this whole thing is it, it just disgusts me oh yeah and that people aren't able to well one like you said earlier people don't know history and Mm-mm. that's just you know that's been proven when they're tearing down statues of Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, one. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's the most recent. So, I mean, they they recently tore down Abraham Lincoln. Um, and yeah, I mean, come on. So and people are just vile. Yeah, that's that's all it is. There, people are vile. So and Twitter is helps promote that in the sense of pretty much allowing it. And you know, Twitter's had a bad week. Yeah. And I really hope it gets shut down, hundred percent. Yeah, like or, or very least, you know, in the vein of um, Arrested Development, maybe charge Jack Dorsey with some light treason. You know, I'm not saying I want him to be like, you know, in the stocks and you know, 
you know, uh, you know, put to death for treason, but like light treason, like, you know, send him to a nice country club jail for a few months and, and let him kind of understand that his billions don't buy him the ability to to try and uh, make the world in his sick, demented image. Absolutely. Agree. Anyway, but but like Gal Gadot, um, Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, uh, I, I for one will definitely go see. Cleopatra if and when it gets made um my daughter is someone who really loved Wonder Woman um even though I was lukewarm on it um you know she's the same kid who did not like Captain Marvel (laughs) so you know it's it's, so she's she's got priorities uh the only thing she liked about Captain Marvel was the cat (laughs) I mean who doesn't like goose I didn't like goose 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 didn't get to take Nick Fury's eye that wasn't okay I don't even want to talk about the whole Nick Fury thing in that movie because I'm going to get annoyed. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on. Um, Anna Taylor-Joy, ATJ. Um, <laughs> I like that. I'm going to call it. She's ATJ from, from now on. So she will be playing Furiosa in the Mad Max spinoff with uh, Chris Hemsworth and Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Uh, the, second. the second, the second. I'm not sure who that is, and I meant to look it up. And I, I I'm not sure who it is either. Um, so, and, and we can we can look that up in a sec. But I I think this is great casting. I I think George Miller can do so much with her, um, because she was so so good in the uh, in Split in Split, yeah, Split, and then she was the one of the better parts of Glass. Um, yeah. to be honest. And, and uh, she was the best part of New Mutants. She was absolutely the best part of New Mutants. I would be shocked if um, she doesn't. If Marvel doesn't do some sort of like alternate universe magic movie, um, we're all missing out. Yeah, they're wasted. Okay, so Yaya is, he played um, Dr. Manhattan in The Watchmen. Oh, okay. Oh, he played John. He was good. Yeah, I like him. Or, uh, no, yeah. no, it wasn't John. That wasn't his name. John is Dr. Manhattan. Anyway, yeah, no, he was really good. I liked him um, as Regina right. Regina Hall's husband. Um, yeah, no, he was he was real good. Um, he got he got a disservice in Watchmen a little bit because they didn't white his eyes out, and it was really distracting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that at all. I didn't so, like how they did that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I really like this cast again because yeah. I'm a huge Chris Hemsworth fan, and like we said, ATJ is. And again, I don't. Did you? I think we've I've asked you this probably half a dozen times, but did you see her in the witch? She was great in the witch too. Uh, yeah, I did not see the witch because, as you know, I am not a huge fan of horror, and I typically go out of my way not to watch a lot of it. I'm so. sure. I'm sure you can sleep with the lights on. For one it's night, not okay? with the. It's not that I find it scary. <laughs> I just. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I. I usually figure it out pretty quick, and and I get bored. Yeah. It's, so it's. Like she was great in that. And yeah. Like I like comedy horror. Like you know, like um, Happy Death Day to You, Scream, things like that. Like where it's like the satire of it. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, um, Cabin in the Woods, like those kind of things. I I actually enjoy. So, but yeah. not like it's straight straight horror like Friday the Thirteenth and well, Nightmare on Elm Street and The Conjuring are, and stuff I, I like that. Like yeah. yeah. Okay, The Conjuring I would call horror, but the other ones are more slasher films to me. But, yeah, again, but anyway. I mean, it all falls so, under. But she was good in it. Yeah, like so. the idea is that she's really good and I like 
she is a very good choice for this role. Yeah. And like I said, a huge fan of Hemsworth. And oh, I do yeah. like I do like Yaya in the things that I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. So like this trio of actors is a great start for this movie just yeah. from the start. So. I think having like the Hemsworth like name attached to it as well will help. I think having her name attached to it as well. Um the Screen Rant article has a uh, a Furiosa prequel without Charlie's Charlie's Theron is a big mistake. It's not. No, it's not. And you know, it's funny. At first, when I thought about it, like before this article, but wait, like a few months ago, I kind of thought the same thing. And then I I stepped back and, you know, ruminated about it a little bit and said, if they get the right actress, I think it'll be fine. And yeah. they, I think they got the right actress. Yeah. And like you said, with Hemsworth attached as well. Mm-hmm. I think this is this again. If as long as George Miller does his thing the same way he did in Fury Road, yeah, this will be a rocking good time. And I mean, like we'll get to see probably Furiosa with both arms and and things like that. So, um, who knows? But but yeah, maybe yeah a it's snake it off her arm. Something, yeah. I'm being um, sarcastic. I know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but no, I I think uh, I I think you know one we love Charlize like. You know, you and I both mark out hard for her. Um, yeah. We went and saw Atomic Blonde day one. Um, yep. We, you know, we were <laughs> we were both, I think, night before um, Old Guard watchers. Um, yes. So, yeah, it, like, I I think this is really, really good, good casting. And uh, I'm, I, for one, am excited to see it. Very excited. I think, didn't they say... I. Did the article say they were trying to start filming sometime next year? Yeah, sometime next year. Okay. So, uh, all right. So then uh, the last news bite is um, the DCU is uh, is shutting down. <laughs> Plain and simple, <laughs> right? It's uh, yeah. it's done. <laughs> to quote Tommy Haberford, it's donezo. Um, <laughs> you wronged me. You're donezo. Um <laughs> <laughs> so we we got we got the uh the release dates for uh Titans season 2 um Young Justice and the Outsiders and Stargirl season 1 when they will be migrating over to HBO Max and this doesn't have to be something like we really get into super long um but it's November I believe it's November 1st for for Titans, for Titans and um and Young Justice, I think. I thought. I, Young I Justice. Saw, yeah. Yeah. Because Stargirl um, is December 1st, 1st. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. So uh, I'm ex- I'm kind of excited to check out Stargirl. Um, hopefully it's I've the hopefully it's the it, unedited yeah. versions from the DCU app. And not uh, a. If they don't do that, it wouldn't make sense. But again, HBO and all that stuff all Mm -hmm. they do some weird stuff so i really hope it is the uncut versions yeah and then hopefully we'll get season three of titans soon um that's what i'm looking forward to to i want to hear more information about uh, yeah and uh, then see like season four of young justice and out uh young justice outsider or well just young justice didn't have anything about it it didn't have anything about season four but season four is in the works um, I kind of want to go back and rewatch season two because I only watched it the one time. Um, 
And I want to watch it through my super critical lens that I had there uh, after watching it with the 12 too many storylines that they had going on. I actually need to watch it just for the first time. What are you talking about? Young Justice. Oh, young, oh no, I'm talking about uh, Titans. But no, yeah, oh, you okay. should definitely watch Young Justice for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, Titans is one of those that there were so many yeah I, we we you know we kind of discussed that you know back at you know last year yeah. when we were talking about those storylines of season two and yeah i because i really love the cast i love the cast but i hope they settle down season three and just say hey this is what we're going to be about it's just I mean, got to be cadmus I mean, cadmus only just Cadmus. That's all I want out of season three. So yeah, so like Cadmus as a villain, I think is perfect. But then you know we're talking about these seeds that they planted for Red Hood, like you were saying. Um, and I don't. I mean, they have they don't have a Joker. Um, do they? I don't think so. No. Yeah. So um, I mean, they, or at least they haven't introduced the Joker. And I mean, Batman is old AF um, old Sir Jura Mormont there. Um, so like, I'm okay if they don't beat Jason Todd to death with a, with a crowbar and um, you know, revive him in the Lazarus pit. Like, I think if they were going to do that, they should have killed him at the end of last season. Yeah. That would have been ideal. I, yeah. I'm, I am curious to see how they approached this red hood because the seeds were definitely there in the second season and him being out with the group. Mm -hmm. But if they kind of do this, the first couple episodes, I think it's, it's a too much of a rush. It should be something that slow burn, maybe mid season. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it would be a better payoff too. I I think if they did it that way, I mean, I almost think it'd be a better payoff if they wait until season four. I, I think that would actually be the best. I think if we watch him devolve the into the madness that is Jason Todd as Red Hood and the snapping where it's like, you know, I'm going to just start killing people. But, like, he hasn't been shy about killing people, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, Like, I don't know. Like, the characters are so divergent from who they are in the comics anyway. Maybe Red Hood's going to be this, like, bastion of virtue <laughs> in Titans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, so Young Justice, uh, season one and two of Young Justice are fantastic. Um, season three, Outsiders, it, it's a little uneven because they bring in a whole bunch of new characters with um, with the storyline, and you know you don't see most of the the original team in in uniform and like full on like superhero uniforms. They're they're way more covert. Um, but it's still good. I mean, it's like, it's it just in my opinion of the three, it's the, it's the least, uh, least fun. Um, uh, but it's still good. I still really like it and, and I'm looking forward to watching it a- again. Um, and, and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's about time. I want to see them put like way more stuff on here anyway from, from DC. Yeah. They, I mean, they have a nice catalog. It's, Again, it goes back to I'm not. I just don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. Sometimes at WB and HBO and all those, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah. So, all right. So moving on to our, our, uh, our new little segment here that we were teasing early on. Um, so I, I, I told you, I got these cards. It's from uh, poddex.com and it's just different topics and things like that. So we can, you know, kind of we can make like a franken show if we wanted to based off of cards like i sent you like eight of them i think i took a picture of like eight of them and sent them over i'm like hey check this out um but one of these things was your three favorite purchases of the year and i added the addendum nerd edition um so in this segment (laughs) (laughs) so in this segment you and i are going to share some of the coolest things we bought this year um we each picked three um obviously as three favorites um, and I said, as the inaugural, the favorites purchases uh, will be the things that we're nerding out about the most. Right. So we're going to share what they so, what what they are and why we're nerding out. <laughs> so, and I know I kind of kept you in the dark about this a little bit, but I just because I just said here, give me three things you you've, uh, three things you're really happy you bought this year. So uh, why don't you kick it off with your – and you can go in whatever order. All right. I'll, I'll go with the first one that's actually took the most of my time at the t- uh, you know when I was playing it is Ghost of Tsushima. It's a PS4 exclusive title, and it takes place around the time of the Mongol invasion of Japan. Although this is its own story, it's one of those open-world games but not – but with a strong narrative. Okay. It's not like a fallout, which who has a, it, it's more, it has a very strong narrative. Uh, it is an amazing game. It's great graphics. It has, a, it has a surprisingly deep story. Um, I love the, you know, your, the character you're playing with is Jin Saka, Saka, uh, Jin Sakai, who, you know, he is, you know, one of the lords of this of this the island of Tsushima that gets overrun by the Mongols, okay. and the gameplay is fantastic. They, they are having tomorrow actually is the multiplayer DLC, which is going to be free, which I'll be very interested to play. Oh, cool! But I love this game. Very good game, and okay. I, yeah, we, I've told about it before. And when you get a chance, if you ever get a chance to, yeah, play I mean, it, I'm definitely, definitely gonna buy it. it. I mean. Um, I bought Marvel's Avengers because of you. So, um, and I, I didn't buy, um, squadrons yet, which, which I was, was going to buy. I was all, I was super excited about it. I actually just watched a video of that, of one of the content creators I follow mm-hmm. and he was playing it and it actually did look kind of good. I mean, it looks so. cool. I like, you know, I want the third person view of the ship. I want to watch the ships. I don't want to like be in the cockpit, but that's just me. Um, so cool. Yeah, no, I'm excited about this game. I like, I've loved everything I've seen about it and I've, I've definitely looked at some of the, uh, some of the stuff and, and yeah, so cool. That's a good one. All right. So my, I'm going to do my first one on the list, um, which is my standing desk. (laughs) So, uh, I got the Jarvis Foley, uh, the Foley Jarvis, uh, L shaped standing desk. It is a monstrosity. It's 81 by 60, um, at the L and it is awesome. And it is the centerpiece of my, my new office that I've been 
redoing here in the in the Nerd Den studios at home. So uh, I'm excited for you to come back into the studio when the construction is done to, you know, to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I'd love the pictures you sent me of that. It looks really cool. So, yeah, really I mean, cool. like I've I've completely like redone everything in the office so far. Like we repainted. Uh, I've got like all my artwork back up and not all of it yet. Um, I actually took my Todd Knock uh, Cyclops to to get professionally framed because I had it in a, a shitty frame that we had like laying around the house. And so, yeah, I'm excited for that, but yeah, no, this desk is great. I, uh, I get to sit and stand all day long. I actually, uh, I, I made a, I went to five below and bought like one of those little like uh, twist and spin balance board things. Right. <laughs> um, and then I bought uh, a piece of the like workout floor mat that they have there, like the connectable, workout floor mm-hmm. um cut it down glued it to <laughs> to the balance board so i could stand on it barefoot um but yeah so it's been it's been great and like i don't know i really like it it's uh it is a nice change of pace because i hate sitting i hate it and and I, this has been great yeah it's i'm kind of still in that searching phase for another desk because dude check out like you know um you know i'm this isn't sponsored by them or anything and you know i definitely paid according to my wife way too much for a desk um but like you should check it out like check out their site because you don't have to get this big giant one and you could get one that's roughly the same size as your desk right now that goes up and down yeah because i I, like i'm sitting right now but i think Honestly, I I think standing can sometimes give give you that more of that energy. Yeah. Well, so. you know, you know, I'm I'm like a shark. I don't like to sit still. Um, <laughs> so, like, I'm standing now, and I'm I'm just kind of like rocking back and forth. I I put the balance board away a little bit ago. So. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's great, and I got the bamboo top, and I uh, my wife is like, you're gonna hate it, and I'm like, I freaking love it. It's so awesome. Um, it is the thing, the, it's the second coolest thing that I've got this year. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's next for you? Number two is, as you know, I'm a huge Funko pop fan, you know, especially you're welcome for that. Yeah. Well, I will say though, I I did start collecting several years ago and I had about 20 of them, probably like four or five years ago. Yeah. And then it wasn't until. Yeah, I got back into it what about a year ago. Yeah. So I think you were over here and you were like looking at uh, some of them and you're yeah. like, man, I got to get yeah, back it kinda, into this. It, you know, it kind of sparked my interest again. <laughs> uh, you know, I know there's a lot of toy collectors out there who are like, oh, pops, ugh, I love them. I, like, I love, yeah. I think they're so great. Like I've got um, I've got the NECA Scott Pilgrim and the Scrooge McDuck New York Comic Con exclusive where he's in the bathing suit in the pile of gold coins. Like, I love that right here on my desk. They're my two favorites, and um, but yeah, so that's the only thing that's not up yet. By the way, is the pops because I have to build three more shelves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so no, yeah. So this this one you're talking about is really cool. Yeah. So uh, again, one of the most and as a uh, MCU fan, one of the most iconic scenes in the entire series or in in the entire you know, phases of the Marvel movies, all 23 movies is that first Avengers movie after the, I'm always angry, punch the space slug. And then it does that panoramic shot of all the Avengers. 
they have the Funko Pop version of that, and it all it, you know it all connects together into a diorama of that. And I have five of the six. Captain America doesn't come out until next month, but once I have five of the six, I can interlock them together because you know they have their yep. own bases, and it, it goes together just like the movie. And it it it's one of it's so awesome. Like, so is it like I, a piece of pie that they're on where it like connects, or is there like a hole in the middle? No, it's it's kind of like uh, so. It, it you know the no, normal Funko Pop stands mm-hmm. that you know, most of these characters have. It's like that, except it's made in the image of like the street. So it's not kind of like as uniform as most of the stands would be. Right. Okay. So they so the, yeah they lock they definitely lock together, and I think one of them has an extra piece for the center or something. Okay. Like okay. Cool. That's probably cap. But, <laughs> yeah. The only problem is I'm just not sure where I'm going to be able to put it because I have a someone has an issue with when I put out Funko Pops. Yeah, well, you know, he's a cat. He does what yeah. cats do. Very cool. All right, so uh my next one is something I've pre-ordered. So, but I still bought it cuz I paid for it up front. Um it's the Sideshow Collectibles Clone Wars Ahsoka Tano. Um so even though it's still a year away from from coming to me, um I bought it. It looks amazing. I'm so excited for it. Uh, I loved the look of the character in the last season of the Clone Wars that uh, aired on Disney Plus, and it was a no-brainer. I didn't even think about it. It's like you know, whatever, two hundred bucks, whatever it was. It's like done. <laughs> oh, that was the one I got the email about. And I saw that yeah. would look very nice, right? So, and uh, I remember because like it, like. They announced it on Instagram, and then they're like, it's on the next day. They're like, all right, it's up for pre-order. And, like, I didn't think it was going to sell out. But at the same time, it's like, I definitely want this. Um, And so this will be my first Sideshow collectible. I haven't gone that route yet. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know once I go that route if I'll be able. Because some of the Sideshows, the Avengers ones I've seen and things like that, I think they have a Witcher one, Mm -hmm. are are just incredible. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done I've done two Mezco's. I have the Batman one twelve or Batman Beyond one twelve and the Cyclops nineties Jim Lee one twelve. Um, and I love those. Those are great, you know. Um, but I feel like the sideshow is just that to the next level, which it is is yep. even like which I think is awesome. So, you know, it, it, I've gotten like you know I still buy pops. I still buy star Wars action figures, but I stopped buying like the Marvel legends. Um, I stopped buying a lot of the DC stuff. I really just get the Nightwing stuff and the, the Damian Wayne and Kyle Rayner. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, I stopped getting like transformers and Lego. And so, yeah, it's like, if I, I figure why not like go for quality over quantity. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Those, the, you can't. I don't think you can go wrong with any with the sideshow collectibles no, here. No, just, not at all. So, like, I'll just sometimes go on their site and just look at some of them. Just kind of, you know, how when you're if you're shopping for something, you're like, I don't, I don't want to pay money for that, but I just want to look at it. There's so many, but there are a couple that I'm like, I've almost pulled the trigger on. There's a couple of Thanos ones. That, yeah. Oh, and, dude, there's you know, a couple cool Thanos. Hammer. Yep. Um, I, if you I, ever I, go to Co- so anybody listening, if you go to Kokomo Toys in Kokomo, Indiana. Um, they've got like an entire just cabinet 
of them and like you know it's probably like a 30 foot long display case uh and there's so many and they're so cool and it's like oh i still want this one but like there are ones that are like uh vaulted or you know sold out and it's like i'm not paying 500 dollars for oh, <laughs> a <okay>. doll yeah, right. <laughs> so um but yeah so I, I hopped on that one i think they have a cyclops one too that i might actually end up getting so um but yeah all right so what's your last one so this one i was kind of torn i know you did the ahsoka even yeah I mean, you paid for it but you don't have it so both of these were hasbro exclusive hasbro pulse exclusives and I ended up deciding to get the to talk about the one that I have. So mm-hmm. the one, the other one that I still I don't think I'm gonna get until January is the Supreme Cobra Commander for the from the GI mm-hmm. Joe the new GI Joe classified line. Yeah. But I ended up going with the one I have already is and it's Snake Eyes. You know, again, what, Snake Eyes was always one of my favorite, mm-hmm. probably my favorite GI Joe character because I didn't like GI the GI Joe themselves. I was more of a Cobra guy. Go figure. Uh, but it's just it and, and again you you got the cad bane i, I believe and it's like in the, yeah. it's very similar to that and you know has its box i don't know if cad bane has its own kind of diorama or what what have you but no it's not like that like the box for your snake eyes was like the coolest thing about it and almost yeah. like oh i almost got it just for the box oh, okay so okay it's not <laughs> just because the, the art thing, but... just the you know the box yeah. art like it's... It, it's really cool and the, all the accessories yeah, and I was just about to say there's so many accessories in there, and I love these GI Joe figures. In the most of them, a couple of them are kind of questionable the design, mm-hmm. but you know the articulation and and everything. The, the only thing this one was missing was his wolf, oh. which I was kind of disappointed it didn't have that yeah. as a Pulse exclusive. Yeah, but it's 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 just a great sculpt, you know, great articulation. You know, you know the the extras with not just accessories but like you said the box and you know it has its own like diorama for that looks kind of like the dojo that he trained at it's awesome it's yeah. pretty good it's yeah, pretty it's awesome pretty cool. so yeah, i don't cool. know if the cobra commander is going to have something similar so that's why i kind of went with this one instead yeah. yeah cool very cool all right my uh my last one is uh it's my baby <laughs> it's uh <laughs> i probably love it more than anything um it's my one wheel xr um named vader <laughs> so well i blacked it out i got um i got a black fender i got black float plates um i got a black kush high uh concave uh foot pad for the back and then i got black um paint and colored in the wood <laughs> wood foot pad on the front um so if you aren't familiar which i wouldn't be surprised uh, a one wheel is it's like a snowboard uh, but it's for land and it's got a go-kart wheel with an electric motor inside of it that balances. And so I don't know if I, I told you about this, but the coolest thing about it is it makes 43,000 calculations a second to stay balanced with its accelerometer. Um, so you don't have to worry about balancing like on the board. It balances for you. And then you like kind of in a, a segue or um, hoverboard fashion, you put like weight, to the front to go forward you put weight back to to go back um you know i go and i go for these long ass rides i've got almost 500 miles on it i got it at the end of march right when um i ordered it right before the world went to hell um and i got it at the perfect time for for the lockdowns and stuff in ohio 
um, cause I live right by a really big amusement park. And so I would go and just ride over there, uh, and around the parking lot, this gigantic parking lot where there was never a car. Um, so I, I got to like, you know, learn how to ride and get comfortable on it in this big wide open space without having to worry. So, uh, so yeah, it, I highly recommend it. You don't like, I mean, I've been skating for skateboarding since I was 10, um, I skate well before I got the one wheel, I skated every day. Now I, I one wheel almost every day, uh, weather permitting. And, um, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I usually end up calling you actually when I'm floating, um, with, through my helmet and it's, you know, it's, it's so much fun to just be away. And if I don't call you, I, uh, I usually listen to all the different audiobooks I listen to. It is. Honestly, the way you talk about it almost makes me want to get one. Dude, you need to get one because I need more people to ride around with. <laughs> I mean, it, and it's funny. Every time you think you say one wheel, the Power Wheel song goes off in my power, head. Power, power Wheel, Power, 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 power wheel, wheel. Power makes you go. Anyway, I mean, it's kind of like that. I mean, it goes 18 miles um, or it has a range of 18 miles. I'm like 230 right now because um, I gained like 25 pounds during lockdown. Um <laughs> But, uh, but I mean, I still get a ton of range. Uh, it's top speed is like 20 miles an hour. The fastest I've gone is like 17. Um, but I also don't want to die. So, (laughs) um, but I mean, I just like, I just like carving around. Um, it's really funny. I get stopped by people like wanting to know what it is. Uh, I always lie when they ask how much it costs because I don't want to get mugged. Um, (laughs) You know, I was up riding around like City Hall in Mason a couple weeks ago on a really nice day, just like riding like all around there. And and uh, uh, a couple cops were like, what is that? And um, so on my electric skateboard, I've had like some cops be like, hey, what is that? And I, I always I would always let them try the electric skateboard. I won't let them try the one wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That's your baby. man. Well, no, it's just uh, so there's a lot of people who hop on a one wheel for the first time and end up with a broken collarbone. Um, cause they hop on, they don't respect it and they just go and, um, they usually end up falling and, you know, when, and, and if you ride it wrong and you, you try to do things that it can't do, it will literally like buck you off like a bull. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so for anybody out there who is looking for like some sort of fun, like adventure type thing. Um, the one wheel is perfect. They have the XR and they have the pint. Um, the, they're not sponsoring the show, but it is, it is a hundred percent my, my favorite thing that I've bought. Um, for example, I got the electric skateboard at the end of 2017 and it's only got like 230 miles on it. Um, I got the one wheel in March and it's almost 500 miles. <laughs> Man, that's, so I actually will ride it up to the gym, um, which the gym's, uh, it's like six miles each way. You just put it behind the, their desk or something? No, I stick it? it in a locker and lock it. Okay. So yeah, I can like it, the lockers there are, are wide enough that I, I can put that in and then just shove like everything in between it. Cause it's kind of at an angle. Um, okay. but yeah, it's really funny. Cause like people are like, what is that? Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway. All right, so that is uh, three favorites. Um, we've got some other of these things from Poddeck that we're going to try. 
in the in the next couple of weeks. But I thought that was a fun one to do. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, cause I had to so. think about a couple of like Ghost of Tsushima was the first one that came to mind. So, yeah. All right, definitely. And then the other two, I'm like, okay, what do I what do I want to check out here? Put put on my list. Well, I'll be honest, I forgot. Like I've I've gotten so many miles on the one wheel, I forgot to put it on the list. You're <laughs> the one who reminded me to put it on there. So. I thought for yeah, I thought for sure. I was like, I know he's gonna put that on there. No, I forget what I had on there. I, I uh, it was some stupid. <laughs> So, all right. Um, the boys. Wow. Um, so in the, in the like kind of opening <laughs> sentence for the, the, the show, uh, the boys season two finale, what I know has come and exploded all over our screens. Um, <laughs> I think that's just the only way to describe it. Um, all right, so the summary for this week is learning from Becca about Ryan's capture. Butcher makes a deal with Edgar to help Vought reclaim him at Homelander's cabin. However, Butcher reneges on the deal and attempts to save them from Stormfront. When Stormfront attacks his mother, Ryan cripples her with his eye lasers, but accidentally kills Becca. Oh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, just rewind and forgot you forget you heard that part. Uh, Butcher forgives Ryan after the boy takes his side over ha- Homelander, while Maeve uses the plane footage to force Homelander into letting them go. With Stormfront's Nazi past leaked, Edgar halts his plans to sell Compound V as the boys are cleared of all charges, and Annie is reinstated into the Seven. Um, Adna also has a train rejoin. Uh, yeah, uh, Adna also has A-Train, A-Train rejoin, but not the Deep, before an assassin kills him. Uh, rejoin the Seven. Uh, Ryan is taken in by the CIA. Huey gets a job with Newman, unaware that she is the assassin. I didn't see it coming. I'm usually really good at those things, and I want to know what your cues were that led you to, 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 so- uh, to, to say that Victoria Newman who is uh, another gender-bent character from, from the comic, who is another infinitely better character than the version in the comic, um, was, uh, was a supervillain. Super okay, so I may have just slightly stretched the truth when I said I figured it out, because I figured it out maybe probably 15 seconds before the confirmation. Okay. And... I don't know what it was. It was how it was the discussion she was having with what was his name? The leader of the collective, the church of the collective, uh, Adana, Adana. I, there was something about that. And almost immediately, like between like the first couple seconds of that conversation, I said, it's her. And because it kind of confirms like, you know, she's working with the collective mm-hmm. shockwave was one of the, the, unfortunate to get his head burst. <laughs> yeah, in the penultimate episode. Which, again, dude, you have super speed. Get out of the room. Run away. Yeah. I, he was too stupid. That was yeah. the problem with Shockwave. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so, okay. that That's really what I wanted to know. So, this episode was really good. And I'm going to say, they took a whole bunch of beats from the comic with Stormfront and kind of uh, spread the love as to what, who did what, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the girls got it done this episode. <laughs> and 
And they had to because, okay, so in the comic, the boys all have super strength. They've all been right. injected with, 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 uh, with compound V. Um, and, and they've all got permanent super strength, even Huey. Um, and none of them have that right now. And I, I have a feeling we're going to see that in season three. Um, yeah. So in the comic, the, uh, the female takes Stormfront's eye. Um, she's the one she rips it out as, because uh, she tries to like claw him and like breaks her fingers off essentially, um, mm-hmm. and then grabs his eye to like get away because he's about to kill her. And then um, later on, when when the boys get the drop on Stormfront, like they kick him to death, like Butcher, like you know, um, <laughs> puts his boot up her kitty <laughs> in in the comic, um, so to speak. And so I really liked uh, what happened with with uh, Starlight and Maeve and the female, uh, or you know, Kiko, uh, Kamiko. Um, it was it was the exact beat from the comic though, where they were all standing around and, and kicking Stormfront to death. Um, but Stormfront did not get away there. Uh, and then having Becca take Stormfront's eye, I thought was a really interesting take. Yeah. So. I remember when before this season started, we were wondering how far they would go with just the whole Stormfront, you know, backstory and all yeah. that stuff. And we just weren't sure. And they went for it. Like, so I, you know, I've told you that I haven't gotten to that point in the comic, but I did, mm-hmm. I, I did like the execution of, for the most part, you know, again, with a show like this or with most shows, there's what you call the plot of convenience of how someone gets sure. to, you know, from point A to point B. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That, that's like a minor gripe and that's a minor gripe. Pretty much every show ever has. So, okay. But I did like, I, I did think it was interesting that they, you know, they gave Becca a point before, you know, her ultimate demise yeah. by taking a Stormfront's eye like that. So I have a question. How can Stormfront be bulletproof but not knife proof? So I was thinking that as well. And you you know, when that happened, I thought of um not Man of Steel, but uh Superman Returns mm-hmm. with that scene when when the guy has the you know machine gun and one of the bullets hits off of his eye. Right. And it it, it flattens and falls to the ground. It's yeah, the coolest because, scene. It's the coolest scene in the entire. Well, it's the second coolest scene in the whole movie. Yeah. It, so because and then because when I thought of that, I said, okay, what's not to make if you want to get rid of her, you know, and you know where she is and she's standing still, have a couple snipers, you know, with fifty cal rounds aimed at her face. Right. One of them's going to get through. And Hopefully, hit her yeah, eye. yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. So I, I don't know. I thought it was a little strange. Um, yeah. But other than that. Uh, so in the comic, uh, Homelander's kid died, right? Mm-hmm. It killed Becca in 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 utero, um, and drowned in his in her blood, uh, which is what uh, Professor Wheelchair told her Vogelbaum. happened. Yeah, Vogelbaum, thank you, <laughs> Professor Wheelchair told told her what happened uh, in um, or told Homelander that is what had happened during season one. Um, so it was fitting that Ryan, who was a, I feel like he was a victim this entire episode um, of a lot of different things, um, had his powers kick in and inadvertently kills Becca. 
um, but not before just completely maiming Stormfront. Darth, um, you mean Darth Vadering her? Oh, I think that is a very good way to look at it. Um, I mean, the yeah. only thing she didn't do was say, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> the only thing so, she didn't say is, from my perspective, the seven is evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, there, there was, so with Ryan, you know, they kidnapped him at the end of the last episode. They take him to, uh, the planet Hollywood version of a restaurant, Voight World, uh, or Vought the World, uh, and he has a panic attack because he's never been around people before. And I thought that's when his powers were going to go off. Yeah, I, I actually, for a second, I thought that was going to happen too. So, um, um I, I, I thought, so- I thought Anthony Starr did, uh, or Anthony Starr, there's no H, uh, yeah. did an awesome job of, showing compassion and concern uh he truly loves ryan and and i watched it i rewatched it today earlier and that's no actually no i watched it last night but um that's is is exactly right in the sense of when he says i love you like there's no pretense there there's no smiling for the camera that that like came from his heart yeah and i know one of the things i didn't read the article but star said he doesn't want homelander to be redeemed um, too late but I, yeah <laughs> i love and he does such a good job of giving those small snippets of a the humanity that you know that small sliver of humanity that's still alive i think it's still alive once you know that's somewhere that inside of him <laughs> yeah so oh. yeah that scene was i love that scene because you know homelander other than you know the times he had with stillwell which is still those are still so some creepy scenes from oh, yeah. season one uh, him being able to, you know, talk to this kid who, I mean, it's just sensory overload. That's what mm-hmm. happened with yep. him and be able to say, Hey, I, I completely understand what you're going through because I went through the same thing. You yeah. Know, I was babbling and crying like a baby or what, whatever he said. And, yeah. Cause it was the first and, time that Vaught had introduced him to the world. Right. Uh, and he, he said he, he flew 90 miles away and was, and like you said, one of the like things, baby. and one of the reasons I love Homelander so much, even though he, you know, he's a bad, you know, he's the antagonist, a villain, is that he was also a victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when, like, there's been a couple times where he mentions his past, and he stops because he, it's like so painful to go through because he was like the doc, and he kind of stops and is like the people who raised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, again, that's good writing, and and Star is just. You know, he's just phenomenal in this role. Yeah. Um, like, and he does such a good job with yeah you know, some of the small facial ticks too. It, a great example of that was when Stormfront started trying her um, indoctrination of Ryan. Yeah. And that was like the first time I think we see that Homelander is definitely not down with her way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So I I just love Homelander. I love. Uh, let me backtrack. I love how Star portrays Homelander, um, and I loved that the scenes he had with Ryan up until the end, that end scene. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I know we usually save Homelander for last, but um, 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to save him for last this time because he had such an interesting arc from the opening of the episode with the uh, what to do when supervillains attack PSA for the school kids. Um, which I know you don't have a kid, but like they do shooter active shooter drills. Mm-hmm. Like kids, my my daughter ha- has yeah, done them since kindergarten, that. and you know they don't do tornado drills anymore. They do active shooter drills. I mean, it's essentially the same thing. Um, but you know it, to to see that and you know the the satire there and and you know uh, I think some of Eric Kripke's politics definitely snuck into that scene. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which you know no 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 politics here. It's just you know school shootings are are bad. School supervillain attacks are are definitely bad. Yeah. Um, but. It, it was it was it was interesting to see, and then like, it was like the cop and Homelander together, and the the teacher has their assigned weapon, and you know it's a use a weapon, and you saw the kids using the American flag as a spear, <laughs> um, you know, so it was uh, it was it was interesting. It was it was really interesting to see to to open the episode that way, um. And this would be the natural fallout of what happened at the congressional hearing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, it would be. And so, like we were talking about <laughs> Homelander's arc. When I was talking about that, that sliver of humanity, I think that sliver was getting bigger the long the more he spent time he spent with Ryan. Right. So now that Ryan is gone, I because again, Maeve uses the the film footage and what I love what she says to him. And you know, he said, if you show that I'll, I'll destroy everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. And she says, but not until everybody knows what, what you are and right. no one will ever love you again. Mm-hmm. And I love how they, you know, kind of sparsed in the crowd chanting his name. Yeah. When he and, and again, that he's the villain. Let's, let's, let's not forget that. But at the same time, he just, he wants love. Right. And regardless of if that love is from far away, I don't know. I, st- But at that same time, I don't know how long that's going to be able to fuel him because we saw at the end what <laughs> one of the um, funny enough, it was a scene that they wanted to do in the first season. And Amazon said no. Um, him standing on the building chanting, I can do whatever I want. While yeah. Um, pleasuring him ha- having his way, having his way with himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I almost thought about making that like the thumbnail for this episode. Because, <laughs> you know, I've been doing a Homelander. I've been doing just a Homelander in like the uh, in the picture. Uh, I found a much I, I found a much safer one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, you're right. And and I think I think all that humanity is gone. Um, I think I think Maeve's betrayal. Is that is that the right word? Betrayal. I um, think that, I think that's that or maybe his perceived betrayal. Um, yeah, is is what killed it. Uh, to be honest, like I, I don't. I I think he he probably had the intention that I can just go get Ryan whenever I want. There's no place in the world where he can hide from me. Um, right. And and you know Butcher makes the great point is Ryan's the contingency plan. Yes. Either from a he loves him state of state of mind and he's not going to do anything to hurt him to 
they can raise him to fight Homelander. Right. So. <laughs> Invincible and Omni-Man. Yeah, right? So. But, I mean, Omni-Man didn't raise Invincible to be his, you know, t- to kill right. him. Right, but, he didn't. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I, it was uh, it was really, really interesting. I thought the scenes where Stormfront was was uh, encouraging Homelander to go like talk to Ryan were really interesting. Um, the Nazi propaganda she was sharing with Ryan was kind of creepy. Um, yeah. When when she was talking about how like they don't like us because of the color of our skin, yeah. and it's like it's oh, called white genocide. What the what? And that's where I love when they shot up the Homelander's face when she said white genocide. He was like, um, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I think that's kind of – and he, then he was like, okay, um, uh, time to go or whatever. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's take a field trip. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, there was that. And then there was the, the scene where they uh, – the boys got Homelander away from Ryan – um, with the, yeah. the Vought, uh, what's it called? Uh, the little Vought stereo speakers or whatever that, that pulled him away. Um, the Vought sonic wireless speaker, uh, which features ultra bass, superior fidelity and hands-free voice control. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that's what it said on the box. Um, that's funny. so, but Frenchie put like 10 of them together. And it was enough to to make their super hearing go go batty. And so when he flies away, um, and comes back, and the uh, the cops are there, well the the Vought security team is there, um, and he becomes unhinged again. <laughs> and what does he do when he's unhinged, Daryl? Violence. Violence. That poor commanding officer, who was so confused about what was happening there because Butcher you know, did not live up to his uh, end of the bet, got cut in half. <laughs> I think he might have been the lucky one, though, because the Maybe, way Homelander Oh, as looked, dirty as he was? Yeah, as bloody? I think he might have gone, gotten up close and personal with some of the guys, and it might not have been as quick right. as the other, as um, that guy that got lasered in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I will say... <laughs> This is going to be gross. I really like the sound it makes when he cuts people in half with the lasers, like that ADR <laughs> sound, just that. <laughs> um, <laughs> like it, it was, it's, it's, it's every time he cuts someone in half, like it, it makes that squishy sound. And I what just, is wrong with you, man? <laughs> I just like it. It is so pretty visceral. Though. It's it. Well, cause like, like if you weren't watching and you just heard it. Like you, you know what just happened, and it's whoever the sound designer of that particular sound was, because the, the 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 lasers, the the eye lasers have a have a very specific sound sound too. So when it's a, it's like yeah, okay. So we're talking about you know Homelander being the villain, but I will have to say one thing: he was actually an unexpected hero for one of our characters. Yeah, because. I th- I honestly think he saved Butcher from doing something unredeemable. Yeah, absolutely. Because after Becca died, you look at Butcher's eyes. He was absolutely about to try to beat um, Ryan. Oh, he was going to kill. He was going to. I think he would there have killed. No Ryan. doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So and again, uh, Carl Urban, like that that look he did. I mean, it was just unadulterated hate. That like for that split second, he just. I don't even remember him looking at uh, Homelander like that. No, no, so, no. He there was, you know, uh, there was a, a second of pure pure hatred um, in in his eyes. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was like I I th- I feel like everybody got a nice little like season send off with this with this episode. Um, right with the uh, yeah. The love actually music yeah except for black noir who's in a coma <laughs> yeah so i have a question about black noir so yeah I know, I know you've read the comics and you were talking about how nobody dies because of the formula they turn into zombies yeah and in one scene where a storm uh stormfront tells homelander that, that you know they think he's going to be all right you know but she mentioned something about it's tough to tell about his brain, like, you know, right. You know, like his brain waves or something. Yeah. So Do you, and I don't know. Based like, on some of this, so I don't know if like it's, I'm just really curious. And then compounding that with the way he looks under the, under the, uh, his cowl for lack of a better term. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm even more curious to know what is going on with Black Noir. Yeah. Like his origins. Because in the comic, when he takes his mask off, like the only time he ever takes it off is to end Homelander and it's Homelander's face. Um, right. So, and we've seen him burned up now a couple times. So like, is he, is he like a bizarro version of Homelander maybe? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, it's, uh, it it was, it was, I don't know. It was such a good episode. I loved when the boys were like putting together their artillery, uh, to go, go head out where Frenchie is like making an EMP RPG to, uh, fight, uh, to, uh, incapacitate Stormfront. And then they start talking about the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Um, (laughs) and he has the best line. He says, all you need is an AR-15, and it's meep, meep, no more, um, <laughs> which was fantastic, you know. Um, and uh, and then uh, Butcher said uh, uh, that they were going to shoot. What was it? Hold on. Let me find my note. Uh, he said, exactly. See, we're going to shoot the Roadrunner in his effing head. Um, <laughs> so. I, did, I did like Huey's line in there, though, where he's like, they're just going to make more superheroes mm-hmm. and he's like, or soups. And he said, yeah. we're going to kill them too. He it's said, like, we'll make a thousand more suits. And yeah. <laughs> so we'll kill like, all we're, we're the villains now. Yeah. And he, and he's right. I mean, yeah. I understand like, Hey, if they're, if they're stepping out of line, but if you had that mentality, like, Hey, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to meet, meet them. <laughs> right. Meet, meet <laughs> no more. Yeah. That was a great line. Uh, so. so I liked Huey in this. There wasn't a lot of Huey. In yeah, this episode, yeah. well, he did a lot. It's just like, uh, like you know, if this was the rewatchables, he definitely had the uh, the Dion Waiters heat check award for doing the most with the limited screen time. Um, between like him and Annie's adventure to go to Mave, <laughs> when he's like, "I'm a big fan," and she's like, "I would break you like uh like like, dr- like, like dry wood, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd break you in half like dry wood." Uh, was pretty funny. She kept calling him the twink. Um, yeah. 
and even his her mom was like really the guy with the sweaty hands the or the, the, the anxious boy with the sweaty hands <laughs> or <laughs> yeah or the wet hands or whatever yeah it was uh that was really funny um you know and then like the stuff with him and annie um i did like that i, I really liked so the him and annie in the car um with the billy joel music and and like the subhead so like you know the title of this is i know what i know is and then the subhead is why is it always billy joel um <laughs> because like if why it was like you know why is it always billy joel and you know and, and she's like i have something important i've been meaning to ask you uh and she says the last time i saw you, you're not 57 and why are we always listening to Billy Joel? And he says, well, I'm 57 on the inside. <laughs> so, but she explains, uh, he explains to her, it's like, it's what his mom listened to. They had dance parties. And when she left and he was just a little boy, you know, it, it uh, you know, it just kind of stuck with him. And I also thought listening to Only the Good Die Young was a little, uh, I thought it was more of a foreshadow than it was going to be, or it was going to be more of a short foreshadow than what it turned out to be. Yeah. So, and that song's been stuck in my head all week, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know the words. So I just make them up and I'm driving my wife crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I, and, uh, and then, you know, we we're talking about the endings mm-hmm. or everybody had a good send off. Yeah. You know, Frenchie and Kimmy go, go getting to go dancing. Yeah. That was great. So I, I've I've loved how you know they've you know kind of over the last two seasons have kind of formed have not kind of have formed this just wonderful bond mm-hmm. you know because well, he yeah because remember he he saw himself in her yeah in season one right and that's why he didn't kind of follow Butcher's you know command mm-hmm. and you know even though they had issues when he found out she's you know the assassin you know she's get yeah. paid to kill people mm-hmm. they've gotten through that and that was a that was you're right that was a great send-off for them and then also we get mm getting to see his kid again yeah that was great that was just the the little girl was so excited to see him and and you yeah. know um laz laszlo is that it laz laz alonzo yeah did did a great job in that scene um because i mean he's just a big teddy bear right <laughs> yeah um, but no, I, I, I liked, uh, I mean, I liked, a, I, I really liked this episode. Like this absolutely could have been a series finale and it would have been okay. I mean, it wouldn't have been okay yeah. because I want more, but like it was, it was wrapped up enough that it's like, okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you yeah. for two great yeah. seasons of a show. But like, yeah. they also left enough open where it's like where is it go where does it go next and what is Jensen Eccles going to do as soldier boy to this cast and are they going to do the uh the gay relationship between soldier boy and homelander yeah i i don't think right i was reading something about i don't think they are but i did see that they they are going to do some form of hero gasm which again, yeah not i know what that is in the comics but i didn't experience it reading the comics so. yeah so it's just a giant week-long orgy for heroes who where they say they have to fly <laughs> off to space to fight these aliens every who come back every year i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> um but uh but yeah i i think 
you know, it was it was really I don't know, it was really cool. And I I really enjoyed this season. Yeah. Like a whole bunch. Yeah, I love the like I mean we've been we've been gushing about this show all all, all year long. Yeah. And, you know, I love yeah. the I love the cast. Um I, I love what what they do. Um and you know, I, I also think that uh, the it's the little things, right? Like when Becca shows up and the boys <laughs> are, you know, just doting over her, um, you know, uh, the ham and cheese French, uh, the, the jambon and brie. Uh, it's so it's it's just it, well, it's not cheese. It's it's ham and butter um, sandwich that Frenchie gives her. And then uh, MM shows up with um, <laughs> the Diet Coke with lime because that like like what has Butcher been telling them? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, I mean, it, like I get it, and and it was just really, it was really, it was really a cute scene because they were all four Huey, Kamiko, Frenchie, and MM so excited to see her, and I don't know, I just really, I really dug it. And that when they kiss, it it ha- it reminded me of one of my favorite MCU movies, Civil War, when uh, Steve kisses Sharon, and yeah. then Bucky and uh, uh, Sam are in the car, and they just smile and give him yeah. that nod. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> yeah, although he didn't say "f you" afterwards, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> like Butcher does. He should have. <laughs> Cap absolutely should have. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was good. I, I really, I really like, like, it was that little bit, um, you know, it, it was, it was, it was, it was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought the, the A-Train stuff was interesting. Like, I actually like found myself kind of rooting for A-Train again this week, which, you know, part of that is, is, uh jesse t usher right part of that was like a train kind of did what he had to do to orchestrate the ouster of stormfront yep and you got to appreciate the hustle yeah yeah it was done selfishly but also it was for the greater good as well so yeah it's hard to argue when you know (laughs) even if you do something like selfishly when you're taking out someone that bad in in the sense of not like subjectively but objectively and so i guess you know he did the right thing but i I don't think he had the right reasons for it so but i love i really like his you know he he exhibits the kind of like that energy of the, what what I would expect from a speedster. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> when when he gets in the car, he's like, "What's up, shit stains?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and they both freak out. <laughs> uh, it's like I could cover the burrows in like five, in like three hours. Yeah, I did. I, it's, it was nothing. Um, and then the the Mia Copa between uh, Billy and uh, and and Gus Fring. Um, <laughs> I love how people call so, like you're not the only one that I know them, like uh, Stan Edgar <laughs> um you know <laughs> can I interest you in the Gruyere puffs um no I've I'm sure I've got a sniper on my head uh I thought that was so that was one of two really good like meetings that Stan Edgar had so so the one with with, with Butcher was really good um 
and and you know you see what what Edgar thinks about Homelander there you know that Homelander is a problem and, and it's a it's a problem he's gonna have to solve sooner or later um, yeah. and that Stormfront is a problem but it's a problem that he has to deal with at the moment um, and then the other one with uh, Alistair Adana um, who was played fantastically by Goran Visage uh, from ER um, yeah. when he meets to to negotiate getting the deep back into the seven um, I thought was a, a really good thing and when he offers him a fresca and he's like no <laughs> I don't know yeah, fresca's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, he said fresca is terrible um, <laughs> and then deep fuck fresca um, <laughs> you know it was not a good episode for fresca let's be honest no. So, um, and I know we're kind of all over the place, but like th- that's kind of how this show has been, right? Kind of all over the place. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I loved the the twist at the end with uh, with Newman. Um, <laughs> I'm never not going to say Newman. Yeah. Uh, that, that's yeah, that's that's automatic. God story. damn you, Jerry Seinfeld. God damn you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really, 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 really good. Um, oh, that scene from Homelander was actually cut from episode two of season one. Oh, it's all the way back in episode two. Yeah. So, uh, Amazon seemed to think it wasn't necessary. I thought it told me something about their psyche or about his psyche. Um, so yeah, it's, uh. It was good. I, I like, again, like the little moments, like um, Mother's Milk bringing his daughter the penguin, which is what she drew him in the first season. Uh, Billy right. Butcher giving Ryan um, Rebecca's St. Christopher's D-back. Million. So. And, and remember D-back. <laughs> D-back, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, Annie getting the uh, the the cross from her mom and then Mm-hmm. actually putting it back on and uh, having the original starlight costume again um, was cool. And uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I just really, 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 really enjoy the show. I'm excited for it to come back in season three. I think Jensen Ackles is going to make a fantastic addition to the ensemble. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to the deep going off the, no pun intended. I can't believe I almost said that Um, going off the deep end. Um, how about losing his shit? Uh, and and being a complete wild card out there. Um, I mean, he signed over his bank account to right. Them, so. Like he has nothing. He's a he's a well. Well, here's the thing though. With uh, uh um Alistair Alistair Adana dying, um, he never told anyone that Deep was a toxic personality. That's true. What so, if he takes over the church? That would be really interesting to have to have the oh my god. So I married this weirdo and she doesn't even give good, you know, hummers. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. It's, it's deep's priorities are so far out of whack. Yeah. It's um, so skewed. Yeah. But, um, you know, and then Stewie, Stewie, uh, Griffin there. No, uh, Huey going to work for Newman for Newman. Yeah. Uh, Cause he wants to do it right with uh with no idea so i'm curious so i think she is going to shoot him up with compound v and we talked about that earlier because 
when he was in his lowest state earlier this season, I thought he was somehow going to come in contact with it. But that's a very interesting idea of her shooting him up with it and him becoming a soup. That would that would be an interesting dynamic when once Butcher found out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, regardless of, you know, even the, even though he did right by Ryan, he still doesn't trust Soups. Even though he works with Annie, she's maybe the exception, but I think his natural reaction to Soups is they're bad. Mm-hmm. So even though Stewie has shown, you know, what person <laughs> he is. Huey. <laughs> Huey, Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did that. That was my bad. So... So yeah, that'll be that would be an interesting dynamic to see um, Stewie get his pop get you know shot up with Compound V. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was so good. Uh, I hope we haven't seen the last of Aya Cash, because um, Stormfront was dying. I don't think she died, or did she? I don't think she did. I think she. She's alive. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think she's going to regrow those arms and legs anytime soon, or I. um, Those are carterized off. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. It would be, I would say, didn't they get a season four? Yeah, three and four. So. Okay. So, to see her maybe at the tail end of next season or maybe something in season four, if the plot line or the direction of the show if it's something organic, mm-hmm. I would like to see her again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would love to see her again. I'd love to see her in like a crippled state. And how does Homelander react to now having that power back in that dynamic? Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was such a, it was such a good season. Um, It was such a good episode. It was a great way to go out. I mean, the season one finale was really good too. If you right. recall. So, and, yeah. And I have to say, I really loved how Amazon did this. You know, first three episodes and then mm-hmm. weekly after that. Yeah, I, I really liked that. Because um, the, the first three got my binge itch scratched. Um, <laughs> and then I got to go back and watch it. So, um, I guess so next is Mandalorian. And I think next October week, we, yeah, I think next week we need to talk about the... Uh, the uh the a24 blumhouse movies ah yeah that hit so So, yeah they all four of them hit so we we definitely have to um uh we'll we'll figure out which ones we're gonna talk about next week maybe we'll do too many uh reviews and then the next week do too many reviews and then we'll have the mando after that yeah but uh but yeah no i like I don't know. I think Amazon's doing like between this and um, Afterlife. That's not what that was called. Was it? Yeah, it was Afterlife. Or Upload. Sorry. Upload, right. Upload, yeah. Between this and Upload and, um, you know, just it, they, they, they have a lot of like just really cool like originals lately that are well worth watching and, you know. They've had some good movies. They had the one with uh, Jim Gaffigan. Oh, Mrs. Maisel, um, you know, which is great. Jack Ryan, which was good. Carnival Jack Row. Ryan, that's a Jack Ryan. Yeah. yeah. The Expanse, Hannah, Man in the High Castle, Fleabag. I don't know if you watch Fleabag, but Fleabag is nah. it's two seasons, but it's it's fantastic. Um, you can bust that whole thing out in a day. 
Um, but yeah, and then you know the the different movies that they've had and 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 things like that. Like I, I feel like Amazon just kind of killing it right now. Yeah, they they are. We need to uh, they, we need to check out Utopia as well because so I I watched. The, oh, okay. I watched I watched the first episode and there was an almost jump the shark moment. Uh, okay. With the first episode. Not in the sense of it's just something some characters do that didn't make sense, mm. but it's an interesting concept. I okay. have to say that, and I'm really intrigued. But I'm I'm, I'm going to go back on it um, and watch some more. But I it's very intriguing. And death and uh, speaking when you were talking about Happy Death Day, um, Jessica Roth is in it. Oh, cool! I like her. So, and Rain Wilson. I like him too. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah. Um, no, I, I think I think this is a I think this this bodes well. I mean, and and we have the expanse coming out in December. And yeah, it just it couldn't come at a better time. Yep. WandaVision should is I don't I still don't. It's December. Or I think it's December or the tail end of November. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be December because uh, we've got what eight episodes of the Mandalorian. So if yeah. it starts on the 30th. We've got a couple months, and hopefully they overlap it a little bit. Um, but well, who knows? So, I mean, they're going they're going all in. Yeah, Disney is so that that's something that you know we could talk about that next week. I wanted to do a little more research into that. Um, but yeah, all right, man. You got anything else you want to add? Do whatever you want. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> all right thank you guys for listening uh thanks to julian brown for being our our sole patron so far we uh we're looking for that second patron daryl daryl needs better internet uh, <laughs> uh, i'm kidding i'm just teasing you um but yeah no uh check us out um on on at infamouspodcast.com links to everything uh subscribe like um enjoy so yeah, have a, we'll see you guys later. Peace out. Bye. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Infamous Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamous podcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Later.